I would like to start off with saying hi, I'm Nicolette from Maker Splasher and Nicolette and I have with me today Ryan, also known as DJ Discreet from Diverse. Thank you so much for joining me today, Ryan. I really, no worries. really Thanks for having appreciate me. it. It's my pleasure. I would like to start off by saying by asking you a couple of questions, some funny and some like a bit of a mix of questions. Some are funny, some are serious. Yeah, so it's a bit of a mix. I want to start off by asking you, how did we connect? Oh, geez, that's uh, that. Well, that's that goes uh, back a long, long, long time, Nicolette, As you would. Uh, um as, as you would know, that uh, with uh, my family and your family have um, been been friends uh, for a very long time. And actually, the first first instance between our family's interactions was uh, my father and and Bob Senner, which is your uncle. Um, we're actually um, doing sports, sporting together. My grandfather. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah, well, your grandfather. Sorry. Um, that's. You know, he was my dad's physical coach, and my dad was a uh, a soccer coach, and um, that's pretty much where the uh, in- intertwining of the families began. And ever since then, and that, I was very, very, very young um, back then, and then that's how we pretty much ended up um, knowing each other. Um, and you'll be talking probably a good, you know, twenty or twenty-five years ago um, was where that when that all started. So you I could say that we've pretty much known each other our whole lives. I think Nana said. Nana said you were seven. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, you'd it's about no, twenty four, almost twenty five no, years. Eh? Yeah. Four, hang on a minute. You were four years old. Yeah, yeah. It's a long time, mm. a long time. But uh, yeah, very, very. Um, and happy, happy, happy that it all all happened. So it's uh, pretty much helped shape me the way that I am um, these days with that interaction with uh, your grandpa and stuff. So. His, uh, and I think we have a question later on a little bit uh, that refers to some of the funny things that happened and some of the motivations that uh, that he installed in all of us with my dad. How, how, how are you going with this lockdown? Uh, the lockdown hasn't been too bad for myself um, because I've been pretty fortunate that uni um, has been all online. Um, they moved all of this, all of the um, interactions and lectures and stuff online, so that's been keeping me pretty busy. And I'm very fortunate to work in um, a fantastic company called Telstra. Uh, we were also one of the first companies to actually send everybody to work from home. So I've been working from home since March awesome. 2020 this year. So when they uh, did uh, do the initiative to do all of that, and um, but because I have people within uh, the house here that, uh, you know, the family and stuff like that that I live with, it hasn't been too disruptive for myself. And I'm actually uh, really enjoying the the staying at home part of it so yeah uh, to me it's actually been a positive positive outcome that's really awesome because for some people it can be quite um quite depressing and stuff and they can get quite, yes quite upset and like, yes yeah. absolutely I- especially if uh, especially if you're by yourself we are social creatures. Um, we do need interaction, and if you are alone in the house all the time, I can see how your mental health could uh, impact um, and and suffer. And that's one thing that I really credit uh, to Telstra is that they've uh, tried everything in their power to sort of soften 
soften that impact to people's mental health. That is awesome. Okay, next question. How did you start your DJ career? How did you get how did you get to love music? So I've always been um, a very a lover of music through my my life, um, but the 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 deciding factor of me getting into um, actual music, it was getting to a stage within the industry that uh, I wasn't hearing the music that I liked um, out. So yeah. I decided to have a chat to a couple of my friends, which were DJs and uh, MCs. Um, not they don't actually uh, in the industry anymore, um, but they did uh, help me um, establish my skills and teach of how to learn the art of mixing. So this was back when we had um, our vinyls. So instead of having CDs and, and MP3s and stuff like that, the, uh, to, to be able to DJ, you had to purchase the record turntables and uh, yeah. records themselves, which you know, you're looking at around about $20 per song. So it wasn't a cheap exercise to be able to, you know, or a cheap hobby to get into. So you really had to have the drive and love to be able to get into the music. Um, to be able to invest that uh, capital to be able to, you know, do your hobby as, as such. Yeah. How, like, how, like, how old were you when you started to DJ? So I started to DJ, I was about 25. So um, it was a few years after I started going out, I think it was about that, 20, 25, between, between the ages of 22 to 25. I'm not sure exactly what date. Um, but, uh, yeah, I started to, to learn how to mix. And it took about uh, six six months to eight months of just beat mixing for me to be able to build my skills to a stage of where I was competent and uh, uh, enough to be able to be or confident enough as well to be able to play out live to somebody without having many, many mistakes. Um, and that's just learning how to beat mix, so not so using any of the dolls or anything like that. And it was around about two or three hours a night I was practicing. Constantly, like <coughs> seven days a week. Sorry, can you, I'd miss them. Practicing, yes, like constantly, seven days a week, or here every, and there. Every every like, day, I would do. Every day, I would do about two to three hours a night. Awesome. Is that like one of your hobbies as well? Like did it, it was, start um, but when you. Yeah, it was. Once you get uh, to a point, you know, um, it does become natural with anything. If you practice long enough and you keep doing the repetitive actions and you learn the basics really, really, really well, um, your body has a memory to be able to, you know, train your ears and train your hands and, and, and movements that uh, within a couple of hours or within an hour, if you have had time off, um, you should be able to pick it up pretty quickly. But with anything, if you want to stay sharp with any sort of action um, or skill, you want to make sure that uh, that you are continually uh, doing those those things and practicing a lot. Awesome. Who who's the, okay? What made you come up with the name DJ Discreet? The DJ Discreet part was um, myself and my brother. Um, I'm a very loud person. Um, I've got a very big very big personality, as a lot of people would know. Um, and uh, it was sort of a uh, a, a, a term that uh, was opposite to what I am. Um, so that's, it was on the phone and it was a discrete uh, mode. It is spelt a little bit differently. So the actual meaning of the way it's spelt is, is a bit different to what I use it and portray myself as, but it, uh, it just looks better and reads better. 
Um, but yeah, I'm not uh, I'm not the quietest person, so discreet uh, sort of you know it's a little bit of a joke on that sort of side of things. Um, yeah. So you and your brother Jamie came up with it. Correct. Yep. What made you like? How did you get yourself out there? Uh, well, I had a lot of people within the industry itself. Um, one of a couple of my friends were managing a club, um, but also um, a few of the guys that uh, that you know that we, I drifted apart from heard that I was playing, and they asked me to come in and 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 do some uh, demos, uh, live demos before the clubs opened, um, just to test my skills whether they were actually you know up to scratch or not. So I did do about two or three gigs that were free. Um, in front of the man, uh, promoters, managers, and other DJs uh, to show them what I was capable of and what sort of genres in that that I could play. And from that, uh, they were very happy and very excited to get me on board. And then that was at Club Fever, I believe my first gig was at. And ever since then, never looked back. I just kept pushing harder and, and longer and, and got to a stage now I'm I've, I hope to think that I've got a, a pretty good reputation within the industry of, of how I play, what I play, and stuff like that. So, I, yep. highly re I highly recommend you. Oh, thank you very much. And I've, I've often said to you, um, Tori, on if ever you have a party, I'll get Ryan to DJ for us. <laughs> that's, that's wonderful to hear. Thank you, Nicolette. How did you also come? Have you ever played at famous weddings? Famous weddings. Um, there was one that I did for uh, a colleague, uh, well, a, a person that, uh, a friend that we were uh, doing a lot of stuff for Xbox. So my my my, my business partner uh, Maverick, who's on the bongos, we were yeah. contracted with Xbox, um, and we used to get flying around Australia to play with uh, with with the openings of uh, whatever uh, games and stuff like that that they had for Xbox with I think that was with over a, a three or four year period um, and the person that was um, that was organizing that had his wedding in New Zealand and that's one of the stepping stones uh, to one of my career highlights of, of being able to play with and be contracted with Carl Cox and Eric Powell um, and I, I played with with them at, at with Eric at the wedding and then from there they ended up getting us to do the mobile disco so that's a little bit later in in my career but um that's probably the most famous what? um environment that I've been in um to be able to get me to you know what some of the accomplishments that uh, that I've had going back a little bit what made you start with Stella and what made you get to where you are today like recording wise like, you know. So, so, so I missed the, the first part was what? What made you start with Stella and what made you get to where diverse. you are today? Okay, so we'll, we'll do the first part of the question first. Diverse, uh, that is a, a collaboration between myself and uh, Luke Jamison uh, from yeah. Inspected Records. Uh, I was very good friends with one of his very good friends and uh, I went to see the, uh, him and his cousin play as um, um, house inspectors um, and he's just an absolute lovely fella 
um, really, really um, willing to help and give advice and stuff. And we've got very similar taste in music. And um, he, his relationship with his cousin sort of went on different paths because uh, his cousin ended up getting married and stuff. So they, they weren't doing too much work. So then we had a chat to each other and we said, oh, look, you want to muck around? I was looking for a little bit of advice on, on, on producing and that's how I started producing because I was in the industry for DJing for about five to eight years by then and I was really established and that was the next step uh, to, to keep myself uh, interested and, and, and pushing forward with something new and something um, to give myself a little bit more credibility within the industry. Yeah. Well, we sat down and we've done a couple of couple of tracks and found that, you know what, we actually would work really, really well and just have fun when we're actually doing it. And it's not too much about being famous or making a lot of money, but it was just more about us being together and doing what we love. And uh, hopefully you'll be able to hear that within the songs that we have released, that uh, we do have our yeah. unique um, sound. So, and we just love each other's company. So, um, from there, and then we, we, we needed to get a name because we started getting, you know, some decent exposure and some decent um, interest from some, from some record labels, even overseas. So uh, we put, you know, discreet and um, inspected as the die, and, and we thought, well, what else are we going to, what sort of name comes up that, uh, that sort of pictures of what we do and how we um, uh, operate with our, our sound? And we thought, you know, diverse because we are very. Uh, very broad in our in our um, our music productions, uh, so we can do anything from funk house to clubhouse to tech house and some techno and stuff like that. So we do touch a, a number of different genres, but still keeping it um, within our our own feel and our own um, you know yeah. uh, song. So uh, we we it's catchy, it's good, and it's quite. You know, um, short in names, so we can we can utilise that with with promotional pro, um, material and stuff. So we we settled on that. Cause I remember back when I first not when I first met you, cause I've known you since I was a baby. But when I first saw you at the footy, you were with Stubber back then. What made you start with Stubber, and then what made you like move on from them? Sorry, can you just repeat that? Was that with, with Maverick? Do you, yeah. are, you, are you meaning? Yeah. Uh, so me and Maverick, we... Well, um, I, didn't, I didn't say that too well. But that's I all meant, good. I meant with you and Maverick, Maverick yeah. Gotcha. Yep. So I mean, um, when I was playing, when I started first DJing, um, he also just started playing the bongos in the same establishment. So we were... Uh, we got introduced to each other um, then, back way back, right at the start of my career. And uh, we, the style of music that I play really suits bongos um, and that sort of real live, high energy, uh, cool, funky, um, pleasant um, attributes of additional um, sounds. Uh, it's, it does have a lot of room to be able to put your live aspect of different instruments within that. And my musical taste and musical songs actually complemented the way he played and what he wanted to play. So we built our friendship from that. And um, what ended up happening is we, over the years, we ended up working more and more and more together within the clubs. We branched off and did some private um, sort of duo uh, gigs um, together as uh, as 
uh, Maverick and Discreet or Discreet Maverick. Um, we ended up from there uh, going into the music industry together and, and, and we birthed uh, the, the company called uh, Stella Music that, uh, that Maverick owns and I was, I was part of, uh, heavily part of that at the start. And then from there, we also started getting into um, the wedding industry um, and then obviously also the corporate industry with Xbox and um, uh, mobile disco and, and all of these other add-ons from that. Um, and it was just purely because within the industry itself, in the nightclub industry, it, it shifted uh, the type of people that were hanging around, the issues that were, they were having within the nightlife industry and you know the problems that the government were having with violence and all that sort of stuff. So we shifted and pivoted our, our direction and uh, we ended up you know, pretty really, really successful taking the professional side of DJing and then applying it to your private, uh, your private uh, market. And, uh, you know, one, at one stage we were pretty much booked out Friday, Saturday, Sunday um, for a good, you know, almost 10 years um, where we, I think it was, a, we had um, 45 weddings um, and that's not, that's a yeah. year and that's not with, Christian uh, christenings, um, also um, any sort of corporate gigs like mobile, uh, like Xbox and mobile discos, and and um, you know the Melbourne Cup days and um, luckies and stuff like that. So we were part of all of the other stuff within the industry itself, but also we had a guaranteed uh, revenue stream from from just doing weddings on the weekends. That is awesome. And that's how we got together. So were you were you also the founder of Stella or not? Yeah, so that's, uh, we needed to have a, a company name um, to be able to promote and, and, and do those sort of uh, uh, functions. And Maverick did start the, the company company name, so he was pretty much the founder of, of putting it all, all the legal aspects of, of that together, um, and but, I just helped him in the background. But you're the co-founder as well? Yes, yeah. Uh-huh. What made, and then what made you... Join on to like what made you just work with Luke? Because I okay, so he... that pretty much uh, yeah. Look, it got to a stage that um, within my life that I needed to make some decisions. Uh, we've done everything we could within the industry at that stage. So and we did have another couple of other colleagues. Um, Pedro mainly. He was a, a, an amazing DJ too. Um, and it was a time where I was needed to look into um, just sort of firming up my other career, which is, you know, my, my normal day-to-day -day career. And the way to do that, to, to set myself up later on in life, was to be able to do a degree as the MBA, which is the Masters in Business Administration, just so that I didn't need to do, do that later on and I can fall back onto it. So um, I needed the additional time. So I discussed with Maverick and we were both in agreement that I would step away from the Stella side and just to concentrate on the production side with Luke, it would give me more ability and more time also to be able to focus on uni. Um, yeah. But we'll also be including and are willing to include, you know, Maverick within um, our production. He's been already on a couple of the songs as well. So uh, there is always that opportunity to re-collaborate and re rekindle um, the relationships that we've had previously. So, we are still very good friends and we still talk to each other and there's no, there was never ever a, um, a, a, a split because of um, anything negative uh, yeah. at all. So it's, I, it's just, I, just a purely a, yeah. I remember because quite often there, 
you were teaching like every weekend and, and then you stopped so I was like oh no what happened like I was like a bit confused yeah 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 it just it did come suddenly but uh and that was just purely because of the I got accepted um I was unsure whether I was going to get accepted so quickly um and it didn't and everything just snowballed really quickly and I had to change change direction well if you had to what would you like was that a hard decision to make Oh, very hard because it's something that I do love and cherish. Uh, playing music is is within you. It's not something that um, you can you can learn the skill and learn the art, but if you haven't got the passion, you can it can you can really see that within the person behind the decks. So, um, and the feel of the of the music and and the vibe that uh, that's being um, portrayed from them and within them, it's something that um, that I do love, and I'll, I I think I will be doing this until until the end, pretty much. Can I ask a question? Is that sure. because of your who influenced you to become a DJ? DJ, not influenced, but like, do you know what I mean? Like, who was your supporter? Yeah, so um, the, my biggest supporters at the start were um, a, a fellow called MC Jules and uh, Charisma. Uh, they really, really pushed me and, give, and you know, supported me and, and gave me a lot of advice on um, things that I was doing wrong, techniques, and just sort of reassuring me that, um, you know, it's going to take time, um, but uh, in the end, that I was going to nail it, and they, they could not have been any prouder. Um, I did have a, a couple of guys that sort of didn't really um, think that I could do it, um, but that also was the a mechanism or a, a drive for me because I love proving people wrong and if someone doubts yeah, me that gives me even more motivation to be able to that's it you know I'm, I'm, I'm going to prove it to you that you know what that's this is it I'm going to be better than any 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 anybody can possibly think of and you're not even going to question my ability or skills later on once you see what I can achieve and I think it's always having that drive to be able to always do more learn more and, and keep evolving in time Okay, well, this is a famous, this is a famous question that we all have to go. Do you like coffee? <laughs> I'd love coffee. You love it? I do, I do, I do. I need to have my cups of coffee in the morning, but I do like my tea too. So it's, uh, it's more of about what part of the day is it um, to what type of, uh, drink or, or liquid that I would be consuming. So, um, but definitely coffee in the morning, just to just to give that uh, the heart the kickstarter that it needs to to tackle the day in the morning. But just also make sure you do have a little bit of food as well because you don't want to have an upset stomach. I have coffee in the morning and in the afternoon. Yep, with a little biscuit, a little biscotti. Of course. <laughs> That's a natural thing, isn't it? There's a marriage made in heaven. What? Okay. I'm going to mix it up a bit here. What? Yep. What's your favourite thing? What's your favourite hobby to do, like, in your pastime? Apart from DJing and apart from work. Yeah, so my favourite pastime would be... Would be producing music, making it, 
and in and uh, in, in looking in and investigating and and doing so i'll be the next the next hobby that i will be doing is taking up the uh, the challenge of of learning the piano um and i've started with the learning music theory which is the real boring part but um, I've been rest assured by uh, many, many people within the industry, a very close friend of mine, Christian Tassoni, which is uh, Luke's cousin. Um, he does a lot of our guitar pieces and bass lines within our um, our songs. He assures me that if I learn the, the music theory, that it will allow me to be able to learn the piano easier. Um, these are the sort of things that uh, that I that really enjoy is because it, something that's going it's different it's new it's really really challenging and that's what makes uh, makes me satisfied is is you know building on my on my skills and and, and in in the in the areas of that I love which is music what do you think why is it so challenging sorry say that again why is it so challenging to you because it's something that uh, I don't know. Um, it's something new. Uh, it's not. It's not something that I'm an expert in. So it's it's uncharted territory. It's a little bit scary because it is the unknown. Um, but if you chip away at uh, at things, and you know you're going to fall over and fail and not understand things, and these are the things that actually get me excited and frustrated at the same time. And yeah. sometimes I do have a little bit of. Uh, uh, I get a little bit angry at myself that I don't understand it, but then you know, half an hour, an hour later, I'll go back to it and reassess it and try it a different way and 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 try to to understand it better. And and in that in time, it it does get easier and and you understand more things. So can you I see ask? progression, and that gets me excited. Can I ask where do you yep. want to go with your career? Well. That's a, that's a great question. So where do I want to go? Um, well, well, my partner just got back from, from Thailand. She was living over there in, in a co uh, for a couple of years. So what, uh, what both of us, have, uh, I pitched to her is that uh, when she comes back is in time that we're going to be producing together. And she's a professional DJ now as well. So I taught her, her the art. Uh, awesome. We want to take ourselves overseas. So we want to do a bit of traveling do a bit of um, sightseeing, but also DJ and experience other cultures and and uh, and music. I did have a little bit of um, success going over overseas and playing. So I've been to Ibiza and I've played over there and uh, and it was a great eye-opener just to see the different um, well, so types of music and, and, and environments and, and what people like. And it, and it opens up your, your eyes and ears to different songs and ways that they do uh, things in different cultures so that's something that we're super excited I'm super excited in and that's what uh, that's where I see myself in the future maybe with what? our own record label specifically for techno um, and uh, and traveling and playing overseas getting paid to go and experience different cultures I think it's got that would be an amazing life what's your like can I ask what's your favorite Place you've played at like overseas, and where do you want to live eventually with your partner? So, where where's the most famous place that I've played at? Wow. Uh, well, I'll, I would have to say the Mobile Discos. So, with Carl Cox and Eric Powell, uh, yeah. I'm their opening DJ here in Adelaide. So, I know probably one of the biggest. I know biggest events. Your, your 
I know he's your idol. Yes, so he's uh, he's been very influential, especially Eric Powell as well. They've um, given us, um, especially myself, so much um, insights and advice on on producing, um, but also playing. They've um, they opened my eyes to playing at a very very low beats per minute um, genre, um, and gave me uh, and confidence and and had trust in me to be able to go out there and perform for them. Um, with a lot of freedom and just had the confidence that I was not going to, you know, play songs that they were going to play. Um, another famous venue, I would say, was um, the Home Nightclub in Sydney. Um, there was also here in Adelaide Oval, as you the, as you would have known, a Nicolette playing for Port Adelaide on the ground to 56,000 yes. people. Uh, you know, so we, we we used to do that uh, for the for the season for Port, and that was a buzz. You know, a huge amount of people just all chanting and cheering, and there me and Maverick, um, myself and Maverick on the ground um, before the game and at halftime and the quarters and stuff, just playing some music for the for the crowd, and it was all over the PA's and and and, and um, TV's and stuff. Well, I think that's where we actually reconnected. That's right. Yes, yes. That was uh, when we 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 did catch up that day. We saw saw you in the grounds after our performance when we got to actually finally enjoy a little bit of the game. So that was it. Was fantastic to see you there. What made you stop that? Because I missed. I missed. Like it was so different when you guys weren't playing there. It was a different. Yeah. So that was just a. That was a decision made by um, the administration within Port Adelaide themselves. So they wanted to try a few other artists. And I think the person that was getting us uh, to to do those gigs uh, moved on and a new person moved into her role. Um, and then they obviously had their own connections and they tried a different avenue um, with different DJs. So that's that's how we sort of went out of favour on, on that uh, on that position let me tell you it wasn't the same like it, it wasn't the same. <laughs> thank you very much that's great to hear it wasn't the same vibe you know you guys got us excited about the games the other entertainment wasn't so good and I think that's uh, that's a perfect a perfect example of when you you can see different different DJs have different or different entertainers have different energy and different ways of going about their performances. So it's fantastic to hear that uh, that uh, you, you did enjoy what we were doing and, and that it, it did make you feel happy and, and, and excited in, inside. I'm gonna I'm gonna back back step here. Can you remember what got me? What got you started? What's the little man doing sitting on your sh on your shoulders? Yes. Okay. So that was a saying that the very very famous saying within our in our uh, family um, and yours. Um, so Bob Bob Sen, your grandfather, who is probably the fittest person that uh, I had ever known. Um, he, he used to be my dad's physical coach, and when we were training, I was very young at the stage. Um, even when I got to an age where I was training with the first team uh, properly and, and um, uh, seriously um, within the you know the the adult semi-professional soccer arena here within Adelaide, he would run to the front 
of the of the group and then run to the back of the group and give everybody motivation to keep going and he would uh he would look you in the eye and running backwards while you're so tired and looking at the ground and wanting to give up um and this is probably also something that helped me along uh within my um me personally just within any sort of uh project or task that i that i undertake so i always remember him he's ask he always used to say to yourself you know look i know you've got that little man on your on 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 the side of your shoulder telling you to stop you know telling you to stop you can't give up it would just be easier if you just sort of you know sit down or, or don't progress um but you know he used to come and just tell you he goes look tell that man to to be quiet and tell him to you know I'm not too sure if I'm allowed to say it, just piss off um, and just keep going because you know what? The finish line is just around the corner and you're going to feel much better for it. So don't ever give up. Um, so, and that's, we've installed that into ourselves and anybody that had ever been touched by your grandfather and, and my dad at that stage will, will remember those those little sayings. And, and, and I guarantee you that every single person um, still remembers that to this day when they think about giving up on a task that they just say, well, no, it's, almost to the end and piss off and that then and, and complete it. I I I knew we used that in our group like we use that. I definitely do. I use it in my everyday life. And we also Absolutely. have a little we also have a little joke going in our inbox as well. That's <laughs> fantastic. Now it's it's a really good uh, a really good motivational uh, saying so uh, keep it up. Definitely. Just one more question. What, sure. what, what famous weddings have you played at? Um, famous weddings. Famous weddings. Oh, uh, we did do, oh, I wouldn't say, too, we haven't done too many famous, famous weddings. We've played with a lot of famous artists. Um, Within here, we we have done uh, the Seferas, the uh, people that own the Seferas uh, establishments. So we've done their weddings, and we've played with um, Dave Campbell uh, at that one. And they uh, the the bride and groom actually came in on a helicopter and stuff. So that was that was one of the famous weddings. And then uh, Simon Micaroni was another one, which was the one that uh, that got us in, in, introduced to uh, Carl Cox and Eric Powell. So that was in New Zealand. We got flown over there with uh, the whole whole wedding party and all the guests, and then shut down a couple of the um, a couple of the streets, and we did a street party uh, for a part of the wedding. And then we also played out on um, on the back of a uh, big house. Awesome. So those were two of the probably the most famous weddings that we've done. Thank you. I just want to say thank you so much for your time today, Ryan. I really appreciate it. Thank you very much for having me and uh, good luck with all your other interviews. Hopefully you really enjoyed and had a little bit of an insight on uh, what's happened with with me over the years and my career and hopefully it's given you a bit of inspiration to to keep going as well and and never give up and telling that man that, uh, you know, to be quiet and piss off and keep punching through. All right. Thank you so much. No worries. Thanks for having me. See ya. See ya. Bye.